This episode of 321 Lay On Podcast is brought to you by LARPBox, a monthly subscription box for LARPers by LARPers. Go to LARPBox.com and use the promo code 321PODCAST to receive 10% off your next purchase. That would just get ridiculous. Uh, <laughs> on the level of things that my wife would not tolerate would be if I had to have <laughs> a thousand yards worth of fabric in our living room. She's literally saying, do we not already? So... <laughs> Welcome to 321 Lay On Podcast. This is Next Level Nerds podcast about live action role play. On our show, we are trying to learn as much as we can about LARP and any related topics we find interesting as well. Please visit nextlevelnerd.com to see all of our other shows about gaming, movie, TV, and comics. Welcome, my name is Ash and Ruby, your regular hosts. I think I'm on every episode. And joining me is Evan, he's on almost every episode. Pretty close. I'm doing well, thanks. Good. And we actually have a LARP event coming up, so we're excited about that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm currently putting off getting ready for that. So. Yeah. You all know how it is. Well, anyway, joining us today, we have a special guest, Bradley of Bradley Packets. How you doing, yeah. Bradley? I'm doing well. How about you guys? Great. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Now, I don't remember exactly how I found out about you. The two I could guess, because I think it's been a while, actually. Just mostly following you on Facebook and stuff. But So it was either like a Google search. You know what? I think it was like how to make a spell packet or something like that, or, or tips or something that led me to your website, I believe, is probably the first thing. So, Well, that's good, because I spent <laughs> entirely too much time working on SEO on that thing. There you uh, go back when I thought that that mattered, so. <laughs> yeah, kind of comes and goes, I guess. Yeah, but yeah, it's uh, it's been an interesting ride making packets. Uh, I won't say professionally, but certainly as a side gig. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'm actually doing it right now as we as we speak. It's perfect. It's like beautiful orange packets. Yep. Yeah, I've got a couple of orders that I need to fill in between now and this weekend for some people. So trying oh, yeah. to trying to crank them out. Yeah. Is uh, are you LARPing anytime soon or I just got back from one. My okay. my last event was uh, last weekend and so um, I, you know, came home Sunday night, uh, got home around eight fifteen, eight thirty, uh, and then spent the evening doing the, you know, laundry and, and clean up and all that fun stuff and uh, then spent Monday feeling like crap because uh, that's how that works when you're dehydrated and overtired and overworked and, and all that fun stuff. So, but you know, today's Tuesday, so it's another day and, uh, and I'm all right now. Back at it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's cool. How long, uh, have you been LARPing? How'd you get started with it? I started when I was 15, so it's been 22 years, 20, mm-hmm. yeah, 22 years since of January, um, and a couple of friends from high school had gotten into uh, the game that I play, and uh, they started because um, their exterminator 
happened to notice that they had a lot of comic books and D and D books and stuff like that. And he played. And so he's like, Oh, Hey, you guys want to come and, and join this LARP with me? Um, and so he took him like once or twice back in 96. Uh, and they, uh, loved it. And, um, then went actively recruiting through my massive high school of like 2,700 people at the time. Um, yeah and uh picked up a group of 30 and we all went uh january 1997 um and uh we you know some of us kind of fell out immediately and some uh rotated in and out and and all that but um you know i'd say after the first five years or so uh we had a good group of eight to ten of us that kept sticking around and then um uh you know Three of us, uh, sorry, five of us, I guess, now um, celebrated our 20-year anniversary uh, a couple of years ago. Um, so, you know, it's, of course, we've had more friends come and go along the way, but, uh, you know, it's it's weird to think that uh, as a high school nerd, I somehow managed to land friendships that lasted 20-something years sure, off, yeah. of a, off of a LARP. <laughs> Yeah, we're. Uh, I think we're hearing that story fairly common, um, especially among people we talk to that have been LARPing a long time. You know that they will say, "I met someone at my first LARP, and we're still friends today." Or, like you said, went with my friends, and we're still going. So that's probably definitely one of the biggest draws. Um, you know, relationships and community and stuff, right? Yeah. Well, and for for you know, I mean, nerd community. The nerd community now is a lot easier to be in, but uh, certainly back in the 90s, uh, you know, when sure. I was a teen, um, it wasn't as easy to, to be a geek. And you'd have the outcast sitting in the corner of the cafeteria playing Magic the Gathering or, or whatever, but um, that that was it. And yeah. uh, and so it's it's been interesting um, – to you know, really develop those friendships that have been, you know, lifelong, and and all of a sudden discover I was popular. <laughs> right. Just just took a different tribe of people or whatever. Yeah. That are probably. Yeah. It's better to be popular with that group anyway. So. <laughs> I'd certainly prefer it. So yeah. Yeah. That's cool. Uh, what was the name of that game you played when you first started? Uh, it is Solar, the Southern Action, the Southern Organization of Live Action Reenactments. Nice. Um, it uh, started as a branch of Nero back in the early '90s, okay. and branched off mid '90s. I want to say like '94, '95, something like that. Um, so by the time I started playing, they had just kind of really started their first full um rule set off of nero okay. um and uh you know it's a hit point uh light to medium contact buffer larp uh medieval you know high fantasy high magic kind of setting so um you know the, the the stereotypical uh you know larp so to speak sure yeah Probably for most people, when you think of LARP, that's what comes to mind. Yeah. And that's, is that the game you're still playing? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Um, you know, it's, I've certainly wanted to try to play other games, but uh, I just don't have the bandwidth for it. Um, yeah. 
you know, between um, originally when I was in high school and, and college and, and then fresh out of college, the money and then um, actually managing to get into a relationship and, and get married and have a kid um, and all that. Now it's, it's more about uh, time management than it is money. Right. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, I staffed it for a couple of years, staffed one of the campaigns cause we've had several campaigns going. Um, but I've been playing the same character in the game's primary campaign since 97. Wow. That's, that's a whole podcast right there. I think <laughs> <laughs> it would be a ridiculous, stupid podcast because he gets to be a ridiculous, stupid character at times. So I'm sold. I want to hear it. That's <laughs> <laughs> no, great. That's no, cool. Yeah, I think the area we've been playing recently, um, which is southeastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, Delaware area, it seems to be. There's definitely some really long-running ones, but the people we play with, I hear stories of you know these LARPs that are kind of just three to five years, and some of them are intended to just be kind of a, well, this is the story we want to tell, and sometimes they morph into a new LARP or whatever, but it is kind of cool to hear about different you know styles and game lengths and stuff, you know? Yeah, yeah, certainly the, the closed... Um closed com- campaign sort of nature is appealing. Um, but I think the nice thing about having the open extended timeline is that it gives you, I mean, yeah, it gives you a chance to advance as a character and do whatever fun things and set goals, but it also gives the players a reason to invest real money sure, into okay. really getting those props and, and stuff, um, you know, built and designed and the costumes to be so elaborate. And, you know, we, in, in the U S our LARPs are nothing compared to the LARPs in Europe, uh, in terms of all of that. Um, but you know, they, they've got a reason to invest that sort of money in it. Um, and, uh, I, I think that the longer term campaigns really help, um, seed that that interest and and get people willing to do it you know um solar uh uh you know it's been going a long time but uh, i want to say six or seven years ago um we had the first uh set of characters build a um uh what amounts to a, a, a romani vardo uh and um like a you know horse-drawn carriage sort of thing um and uh now we've got two of those plus another couple of houses on wheels and i ended up buying a camper that i'm in the process of building out to look like a uh, shipwreck because my character is in a a uh, naval uh barony um and so it looks like i was an idiot and uh intentionally wrecked it in the middle of the land um so that's kind of the goal. Uh, but I wouldn't have spent entirely too much money on a camper for, <laughs> um, you know, a five-year campaign that I knew had an end date. Right. Totally. Yeah, no, that's really cool. I think we just LARP with crazy people that have been LARPing a long time. So they kind of, they have like a lot of props and armor and stuff they can you know pull from. Uh, yeah. So just, And recycle back into yeah. characters and, yeah. Yeah, and that so. 
that works, but, um, you know, it, it, uh, certainly, you know, takes that extra bit of, um, mental bandwidth to learn a new set of, uh, rules and a new set of in play, you know, game circumstances, the whole world building situation. So, um, you know, I think that that does sort of limit those players who might be able to jump from one closed campaign to another. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's totally true. So, yeah, getting back to it, <laughs> let's talk about Bradley Packets. Um, sure. Tell us the story. Like, when did it start and what, what motivated you to do it? Well, originally, I just started making packets back in 1999 to help out my LARP. Um, and, like, uh, you know, the... The week after the that event, um, someone who was on staff at the time contacted me and said, "Hey, are you the person who donated these packets with you know this fabric?" And I was like, "Yeah, why? What's wrong with them?" He's like, "No, nothing. They're absolutely great. Keep doing it." Um, and so I kept doing it, uh, and it got to the point where you know I was flooding the game with packets, but occasionally people would. Um, you know, uh, send me emails and ask to buy them, um, simply because they wanted to ensure that they had them. Um, Mm. so it really started simply because I wanted to help out and I wanted to make people happy. And then, um, you know, after, uh, a number of years of doing that, um, like I was laid off from my first real job back in 2010. Um, and, uh, so as sort of an interim thing, I was like, all right, well, as I'm working a couple of part-time gigs, let me make packets and really sell them. Um, and so that's what got me thinking about the actual uh, business side of it. Mm-hmm. And um, I developed the website and the pricing structures and all that stuff and uh, started really doing it back in October of 2011. Um okay. So since then, I mean, it's, you know, it's grown, uh, to whatever you could call a side gig business, um, that, you know, it's enough to keep me up at night occasionally so that I can continue to make packets rather than go to bed. Um, Mm -hmm. but, uh, I enjoy it and it's certainly helpful to, you know, pay off bills and stuff like that. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cool to have a side gig that's a hobby passion of yours um yeah kind of makes it fun <laughs> yeah and it's it's you know it's it's a lot more fun than driving for uber or lyft or something like that because yeah. i can sit here and watch a movie and make packets <laughs> and uh and you know enjoy myself rather than burn a lot of gas and sit in <laughs> horrible traffic so right yeah hopefully your uber driver isn't watching a movie <laughs> well, or we making spell packets while they're driving. <laughs> that would just get messy. <laughs> cool. So, do you have uh, any like numbers, like how many spell packets you made last year? I think it's about ten thousand when you factor wow. in the number that uh, I donated to the game that I play, the number that I've sold to. You know, various people. Yeah, it comes out to about ten thousand for last year. Dang, has it been more and more each year, or kind of? Uh, that's the average, it, or? It's been. Mm, I'll say that the average has increased a little bit um, over the past couple of years, simply because business has increased. Um, but I've always, you know, 
I won't say always, but certainly since college, um, have tried to make a bunch of packets. And so I've probably averaged um, 8,000 packets a year. Uh, you know, the difference is that it went from totally donated to the game I play to donated mostly and sold. And then it's kind of shifted to, you know, mm -hmm. a different percentage. Nice. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> and you've had uh, like the website the whole time, and like that's kind of the main uh, the website. Yeah, the website since 2011, um, and then uh, an Etsy uh, okay. you know, storefront as well, um, which uh, is is. Um, different in that it allows me to make the packets ahead of time and then just take pictures and post them and say, all right, whenever somebody buys them, um, which is nice because then I don't have to worry about, uh, you know, do I have the fabric on hand to make whatever color they want? It's just, it's already made and I just grab it out of the box that I've got them in and put them yeah. in the mail the next day. Yeah. How many packets do you think you're sitting on right now? Uh, just in terms of Etsy packets, packets I've made for other people that, uh, I need to give to them and then packets I have for myself, for my own use, I'd say I'm probably sitting on about 700, nice. yeah, give or take. <laughs> you might have one hundredth of that and I got to play this weekend. <laughs> I gotta make some or buy some. That's crazy. Yeah, our game is always asking for. Well, not always, but there's definitely times like uh, you know mice will get into the storage unit or you know someone's house wherever they're sitting at. So there was a game where I showed up and I had an alt that used packets. Uh, mm -hmm. And I only played them like one period. So when I was done, I was like, here, you can just, here, you can have my spell packets. <laughs> like, <laughs> I didn't care. Because they were really hurting for spell packets. Yeah. And, uh, you know, mice are bad. Um, the other one that, that'll really get you um, is uh, rain. Because mm -hmm. when, you know, it's a wet event, um, the packets can get moldy if they, you know, get collected and sit in the wrong place. Yeah. Uh, and they usually get hard as well because the fabric shrinks and the seeds tend mm -hmm. to expand. Yeah. Last event we had in November, I had made a bunch of packets beforehand and then tried pick them, picking them all up Sunday morning and ended up throwing them all away. Because it had rained all weekend. Yeah, there was yeah. a mod, and it was just torrential downpour, and there were just like puddles, and I was just throwing packets, and I was like, "Well, that's gone forever." <laughs> like they just were not even usable the second they hit the ground. Yeah, uh, the the rain sometimes makes for a great atmospheric role playing thing, but mm -hmm. definitely ruins packets. Yeah, yeah, cool mod, terrible for packets. <laughs> Does your game? Our game uses packets for um, archery, also like bow and arrow. Right. Um, uh, ours does not. We've okay. got uh, like years ago. We used like you know real arrows that people would take the safety tips off of, and they'd turn into buffer arrows on the buffer arrows on their own. Um, but that stopped um, after one of the players forgot to remove the safety tip, and oh, yeah. it's 
stuck in a tree. Oh, um, okay, good. Uh, so um, that was the best case scenario. <laughs> it it really was. Um, so uh, that changed, and we went to uh, foam insulation board arrows for a little while. Uh, like the pink foam board, you know, extruded okay. insulation stuff. Uh, those were bad. Um, but eventually we found a good vendor who was selling um, pre-made buffer arrows. Um, and uh, they worked really well. And so uh, we we used those. Um, uh, so that's what we use for arrows. But um, we use uh, packets for magic, of course, and then for um, alchemy and poisons, uh, which, you know, in, in Solar, uh, much like I know in Nero 20 something years ago, um, can be very handy. So, right. <laughs> yeah, everybody needs packets. I never really played an archer. Um, in our game, anybody can use any weapon. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, I'll try a bow. Might be cool. And I found that I liked it a lot, actually. I don't know if it was just the distance or. Yeah. Anyway. So is it just yourself uh, that makes all the packets? Yes, uh, me and occasionally my daughter tries to help, but she's got, uh, she's seven, and so her attention span is basically, I will pour some bird seed on that fabric for you, and then by the time I've got it made into a packet, she's gone. Um, <laughs> she's like, no, this is dumb and boring, and I'm going to go read or play or something. Um, so, yeah, it's just me. <laughs> not interested in the family business she is not at this point <laughs> bradley family packets <laughs> that's funny cool uh, i remember the question that i was trying to think of that i stalled for time <laughs> so do you um like to like just go when you go to your game like bring some of those uh, already made bundles and have them for sale for people like maybe before lay on or something or if i've got time to make some extra ones absolutely um but uh over the past couple of years i've really been playing a game of catch-up going into most of my events where Mm -hmm. it's um you know let me make sure that i've got enough for everybody um that's already actually bought some and then uh try to have some to donate to the game and have some for me um and uh depending on who buys when sometimes it's all right well you just bought you know a couple hundred packets and it's two days before i'm not gonna have them all for you um so that should be cool right and of course you know they're all absolutely fine with it because they know they Mm. they they know what they did um so (laughs) (laughs) they really do uh so um everybody's been great and understanding about that sort of thing so uh, i rarely have extra to walk into the event with and just say yeah sure i've got an extra um you know grocery bag full of packets for you um Mm. but if i do then absolutely yeah what do you think your um like speed rate is like packets (laughs) per hour or packets per whatever uh so i i it tends to in, when you factor in the cutting time for the the fabric, because uh, I use a rotary cutter and a cutting mat, because mm-hmm. 
my wife back when we were dating taught me that no, I should not just roll fabric out on the floor and use a, a square of cardboard and trace it like I had done for years before because uh, I was an idiot. Um, but um, we've all been. Uh, yeah. yeah, but anyway, once I get them <laughs> cut, I can generally do a hundred packets in uh, about uh, two and a half to three hours. So you factor in the cutting time, and it's three to three and a half hours, give or take, uh, depending mm. on distractions. <laughs> sure. But yeah, that goes well with the movie thing, though. It does. So put on a good two and a half hour movie. Lord of the Rings marathon or something. Yeah, and just start a Marvel movie and yeah. don't stop making packets until it's done, and you you generally get somewhere. Yeah, that's cool. Is there uh, what's the most common or popular color? Uh for because uh, my my game Solar uses uh, green packets for alchemy and poisons, it's green. Um, but if you go beyond that, I think, um, orange is pretty popular simply because it's easy to see. Visibility, yeah. Yeah. Um, and pick up off the ground and then, uh, it kind of becomes a smattering in there. I know lots of LARPs have different rules in terms of certain colors being for certain magic and, and all that sort right. of stuff. And, um, I try to accommodate as best I can. Yeah. Do you have a favorite pattern or like non-solid color that you like? Yeah. Um, you know, for all of the, the Etsy packets that I've done, um, you know, I, I buy generally that fabric in uh, remnant sales um, okay. at my local discount fabric store. Um, and there have been a couple really, really pretty ones that um, I really – hated to sell um <laughs> one of them was this neat uh like white and black and red marbled pattern fabric um that when it was made into a packet really looked like bone like exposed bone yeah. um That's cool. uh, i think i'm so looking at one, the website yeah that's really cool. yeah so that one was really cool and then um another one that i did uh it's it's uh Fabric that is, um, I think the the ones that I sold were blue uh, on black, but it was blue lines that were mirrored um, in you know different geometric patterns. And uh, when you cut it up, it looked like um, the folding of the universe in the mirror realm in uh, Doctor Strange. Um, okay. And so, you know, I sold the first batch, but then I ended up uh, coming across more of that fabric in a later remnant sale, and I kept that all for myself. <laughs> nice. So, th th those are my two real favorite patterns. But, um, you know, a lot of the time, it's it's just sort of the uh, whatever I can come up with in the the dollar a yard bin, uh, which is getting rarer and rarer now. But um, you know the 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 fabric that's suitable for packets. Yeah, yeah. I think that was one of the things that really um, stood out to me when I stumbled across your website a year or two ago. Um, <laughs> just looking at the. Uh, the photography, which is awesome, by the way. Well, thank uh, you. <laughs> and seeing all the really cool uh, patterns that were there and just kind of the variety, um, which I thought, like, oh, if I bought 
you know, packets, that's what I would want. Something that really stands out and, you know, both practically to be like, well, that's my spell packet. <laughs> you know, when you're picking them up after a, a mod. Right. Uh, and to have it just kind of stand out. And it's just kind of like having a mm-hmm. unique armor piece or whatever, you know, it's just something interesting about your character it makes it a little more fun. Yeah, it makes it look like your hand is actually, you know, on fire or right, yeah. a, a ball of ice or, you know, whatever you want it to be. So mm-hmm. um, that, that's been the fun of, um, you know, those remnant sales is the store that I go to. They set out just tables of fabric and, um, you know, just I'll, I'll, I'll dive through piles of it for <laughs> hours on end yeah. um, and come out of it. Go, Um, but uh come out of it just you know um with handfuls of fabric and then have to go to the back and go all right what do i really want to keep and pay for and what what can i let go uh and sometimes that's a harder choice than i'd like it to be yeah this might be strange but i have a problem with belts uh, like I like to go to the Goodwill and thrift store okay. <laughs> and and buy stuff uh, for LARP. For some reason, I just I love an interesting looking belt that's like LARP appropriate. And so I probably have at least 20 belts, if not more, just sitting in the closet, my, my LARP closet. Uh, and I do this, what made me think of it was I'll do the same thing. I'll pick out a bunch and I'll have to like <laughs> whittle it down. It's like, all right, I don't need all six of these. <laughs> but they're only like $2. <laughs> Good. I, I literally did that today. <laughs> so. Well, we all have our vices. Yeah, yeah. A good, a good pouch bag and belts. Those are the things I buy too much of, and really only need one or one of. <laughs> so. But yeah, definitely check out uh, BradleyPackets.com. You can see the photography if you go on uh, the photos. Um, because you can see all the interesting patterns and stuff. And now, if somebody saw something and requested a custom uh, batch, uh, well, just walk us through kind of, I guess, the process then of ordering sure. the options and stuff. Sure. Uh, in general, um, if you're seeing photos on the website, that fabric's already gone, uh, oh, okay. or it's in the Etsy store you know storefront uh currently made um simply because uh when i find good fabric for packets i'll buy the entire you know the entire bolt um and i'll keep going back and buying the bolt if they keep replacing it um until they run out and stop replacing it um so you know, it's possible that I've got it on hand, um, but generally those those pictures, because I, I, I've filled um, entirely too many thumb drives of, of just pictures of, of packets, <laughs> um, but generally, you know, the, the small selection on the website is stuff that went into the Etsy store. Um, I see. So I rarely have that on hand, but I have had a couple people request, um, you know, custom ordered packets uh, because they wanted something that was a specific pattern or, uh, a, you know, a sort of specific theme. Mm-hmm. And I'll work with people uh, to find that fabric. You know, I'll go to fabric.com and Joanne's website and, and everywhere to try to find some fabric um and you know work with you on the price um for that sort of thing but in you know 
outside of those rare instances, uh, most people just wander onto my website and they go to the storefront page. Um, and then now that I've redesigned it, you have to select whether you're a uh, Solar player uh, playing the campaign that I play, Calanthia, um, or not. And um, then you order packets from there and you pick whether or not you need a specific color. And if so, you choose that color um, and you can add um, different seed blends, uh, which have nominal price increases simply because material costs. And then um, also uh, latex free rubber bands uh, is another option. Again, nominal cost increase uh, simply because they're more expensive than the, the standard right. rubber bands that you get at the store. Sure. Um, but once you select those options, you, you purchase them, you process the payment through PayPal and I get sent a couple of emails and um you know, generally I try to spend that evening or the next evening, depending on the day of the week, um, you know, making your packets and getting them out to you as quick as I can. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And if you select the any color option, what generally should you expect to arrive at your door? It's not... Uh, See, I could get up and get, show you some, but since we're not going to have video <laughs> on the curious. podcast, it's not going to do anything for us. Um, <laughs> they they generally like uh, they're not horrible. I I intentionally oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't I don't buy pack I don't buy fabric that's got uh, you know cartoon characters on it or sports teams or right. um, you know I'm not going to make a packet and send it to somebody if I would be ashamed or embarrassed to carry it myself. Right. Um, so right now, the standard any color is a white fabric that's got uh, like a floral pattern on it that's red and blue, um, okay. you know, like red and blue uh, roses um, and some vines running in between them. Um, and then I've got some fabric waiting to be cut that's green and purple uh, floral yeah, pattern yeah. again on that white background same you know same manufacturer um, but sometimes it's just a plain color because that's what I managed to find again you know in that dollar a yard um, section of sure. my local fabric store and um, and it's the stuff that was best to use right it'll all be one color or it might be occasionally occasionally i have to mix the colors okay. um but i try to not do it too drastically sure. uh so you know i wouldn't mind um blending uh the the white patterned uh fabrics with the red and blue floral and the purple and green floral because it's still the same theme and you mm -hmm. can see it and see oh that's the same Right. It's the same fabric. It's just different colors. Um, but I try not to mix those bags where it would be like a, a leopard print um, next to, uh, you know, something like this floral pattern or, um, you know, some just straight purple or something weird like that. Mm -hmm. Gotcha. I guess, yeah, no, I'm glad I asked because what I pictured was it kind of just be a random assortment of colors like maybe you just make extras on certain orders or whatever uh by any color it could be a mix of any color or something so 
I could uh, do that, and I've, I, I, I have thought about that, and occasionally, you know, like if I know the person or ahead of time, I'll ask, I'll say, hey, you know, the current color fabric that I'm using is blue, and I know some games uh, use blue as their designated archery color, mm-hmm. so I you know, do my best to contact the the person who bought the packets and say, hey, is that a thing for your LARP? Because if so, I'll use a different fabric. You know, it just really depends on uh, what's available and and what makes the most sense. Uh, because, sure. um, you know, I, I try to make, uh, like, cut the fabric and, and bundle them in, in bundles of 50. Um, and so if I've got an odd bundle here of... 23 or 24 um and an odd bundle bundle somewhere else of 26 then Mm -hmm. i'll combine them uh for one of those you know any color orders of 50 but um you know i'm not gonna go out of my way to make five extra of each one you know each time just so i can kind of throw a random assortment in especially if your game says that you can't use the 10 percent of the orange ones that i send you so right I, I try not to mess that up for people. Yeah, makes sense. Yeah, I'm looking at uh, some of them just because I started looking at them and they're really cool. <laughs> I'm looking at the ones at Etsy and looks like a couple of them are a little mixed, like there's a purple and black one. And yeah. you uh, took the time to write <laughs> some interesting descriptions on them. <laughs> well, thank you. Uh, I like it. Yeah. Uh, I, I was an uh, English major in college, and uh, oh, okay. that was the result of my frustrated. I'm sitting here uh, tutoring college students in on how to write English papers, and they're bad at it. So while I've got the time, I'm gonna write these fun descriptions for these things, and and I've been recycling them and, and modifying them and adding as I can. Um, but for the Etsy packets, uh, yeah, there are some different patterns in there, but they all you know, all of the packets in one package are on a, a color theme or palette. Mm. Uh, yeah, so, like you it, said, yeah, yeah, it, it fits. Yeah. It doesn't. It, they may be different, but they're not going to look um, totally random. Right. No. Yeah, they work well together. I wrote this on the questions I sent you, but uh, <laughs> right. I stole stole this from your FAQ about the Lego figures. <laughs> Yeah, so, you know, I... Again, something that caught my eye when I was looking at your website. (laughs) Well, and it's twofold. The first is that when I started taking pictures of packets, I realized very quickly I needed some size comparison. And I know the funny thing uh, is to just put a banana by it, but that makes no sense with packets. Um, Uh, Too easy, right? Yeah, but uh, Lego minifigures, like... We all know what size Lego minifigures are, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just sort of that universal reference that everybody can go, oh, well, if it's that size in comparison to a Lego minifigure, and a Lego minifigure is about that size, then, oh, that's you know a little bit bigger than my game uses, or it's a little bit smaller, or that's the right size. Because um, I, I do have people occasionally request packets that are a little bigger or smaller because they're games have different rules um so that that was the first part but the second part is that uh i grew up playing with legos uh like i think a lot of us did a lot of nerds did um and uh i aged out of legos right before they started buying the licensing 
mm-hmm. to be able to do the things that I'd been trying to do as a kid, right? Um, they got the licensing for Star Wars, and then they got the licensing for, um, you know, Indiana Jones and the DC Universe and the Marvel mm-hmm. Universe and um, you know, Lord of the Rings and uh, Pirates of the Caribbean and, you know, all those, all those different things, right? Um, and so I went from the the nerd kid with legos to the nerd adult who said well i'm about to have a kid so i should start buying legos again um and uh yeah yeah, just buy a dust man yeah and i I went i went entirely (laughs) overboard but um that being said uh legos you know they they they're uh, and I love the Legos movies for this because they really do talk about the fact that they're a a vehicle for our imaginations. Um, and that's what LARPs are too, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you get from a LARP what you put into it with your imagination. Um, and, you know, what's, what's the difference between kids playing with Legos um, in the castle that they built? you know, from scratch with random bricks just because they were being creative versus us playing in the woods of a state park or something like that, um, you know, running around and uh, throwing spell packets and hitting each other with plumbing and shooting each other with Nerf guns, right? It's the same thing. It's just adult versus kid pretend. Um, And so I love that creativity, uh, and it seemed appropriate that, you know, Lego would be a perfect vehicle for um, the fun ad advertisement pictures that I take. So, <laughs> yeah, now they're really good. If uh, you're listening, again, go to the website and uh, check out. I like the Lord of the Rings ones especially because <laughs> you didn't just put the, some. A lot of them are referenced, but you also set up these little scenes. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> that, yeah, well, really cool. The, uh, the the Helm's Deep um, set. I like uh, how I did that one because I had, you know, rock patterned um, mm-hmm. packets and then uh, the Orthunk um, tower um, was fun because oh, nice. I set them up, uh, you know, sort of like they were the orcs waiting for Sauron, Saruman to speak. Um, but, you know, I, like, like I said, I've spent entirely too much money as an adult on Legos. Um, <laughs> so, uh, you know, whether it's the... Uh, Ewok Village uh, on Endor or, um, you know, the Marvel um, ships or, or something yeah. like that. It's I've, I've got entirely too much. Yeah. My wife hates me. <laughs> she, she is sitting five feet away from me and, and chuckling because she knows it's true. Uh, <laughs> hey, man, if you're taking pictures, put on your website. I think that's a uh, tax deduction. So. Uh, I'm not going to try that, but uh, certainly. <laughs> but I'm not um, we, We've gotten to the point where my daughter, of course, um, you know, loves playing with them as well, and so I've got the, you know, the vast majority of the Legos are just sort of the, yeah, no, you go do what you do and you play with them, um, but I try to set aside a couple sets. Uh, and by a couple, I mean probably 20 uh, <laughs> that uh, remain intact so I can continue to take some pictures mm. uh, for a little while and, you know, before they get totally right. uh, smashed. Because um, like the – of random Legos. Yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> they, they all eventually get there. Yeah. 
does uh, your wife LARP as well? She she played for a little while. Uh, I want to say three or four years. Um, but she didn't originally play. Like she started when we were dating um, and played for a little bit after we were married. But um, it just uh, wasn't her passion. Mm-hmm. And uh, it also, because of the, the regular sleep cycle that LARP, mm-hmm. of course, creates, gave her migraines. Uh, okay. And uh, then the added uh, part of it was that we you know, then got pregnant. And so there was uh, zero reason for her to try to LARP <laughs> uh, between those three. Um, sure. So now uh, she, uh, she doesn't play, but she and my daughter tend to come out to uh, the campsite once a year uh, when we when the, our game has a festival event where we do mm-hmm. lots of tournaments and stuff, yeah. um, and uh, she they come and visit and watch as as uh, we play those you know festival games. That's cool. I'm always just curious because, like you were saying earlier, it's much more common with nerd culture and to have couples that play together and stuff and people who get into it because their significant others into it or whatever. Yeah, my wife does not LARP, by the way. So, <laughs> so no judgment on her at all. Yeah, no, and <laughs> and yeah, that that's certainly okay too. My wife is just a different type type of nerd. Sure, yeah, I'd probably say the same thing. Do you have anybody that's like, uh, well, I can make these packets. Why would I buy them from you? Like, do you get that very often? Or I I think somebody once shared the like my website on reddit and that was the response was you know from from somebody was why why make why buy packets when i can make them um but uh you know my general response to that uh when people ask um you know socially um is that um yeah, you can make packets, and I even have uh, some tips on my website of mm-hmm. things to do if you're making packets, like use lotion because packets will dry out your hands real quick. Um, wow, that's a pro tip there. But uh, <laughs> you know, um, the, it, why why buy them is because a I make really good packets, um, and. I make them in a consistent size and shape and density. So, um, you know, you know what you're throwing. Uh, it's the difference between, uh, yeah, you could probably, if you sat down and tried, you could dissect a baseball and you could make a baseball by starting with a little, you know, court core and wrapping a whole bunch of string around it and then sewing a leather thing around it. And yeah, you could make yourself a baseball, but is it going to be like a real baseball? No, it's not going to throw the same. It's not going to hit the same. It's going to be lumpy and weird and you're <laughs> going to, you're going to be a sad person. Um, so rather than do that, buy them from me. Um, the other part of it is that, um, you know, most people like they sit down and make packets as a chore, uh, that they hate, uh, or they dread, um, and they're nowhere near as passionate about them. They're nowhere near as efficient with them. Um, and so where I can crank out 100 packets, it probably, you know, somebody else would do only 30 or 40. Uh, so why spend your time, uh, you know, 
working three times as hard as me to get the same number of packets that are mediocre uh, when you could pay me to make them for you. Nice. Well put. And that was definitely a devil's advocate question. No, oh, yeah, of I, course. I agree with everything you said. They look awesome. And even, again, I keep going back to pictures, but I'm a visual guy. Uh, <laughs> like you're saying, yeah, that's, I think, part of the appeal of these pictures is they're all the, sim- the symmetry and they all look this, you know, same size. Uh, so it just makes them look really nice. And even just the little things like the rubber band is all kind of consistent. The tail's consistent. Just like you said, they would not turn out that way if I sat down and did them. So, so there you go. So there you go, haters or naysayers. Well, and, and <laughs> you know, again, there's no shame in somebody making their own packets. I'm not right. saying that, you know, you, sh- you should feel bad if you do that. Just, um, it, I, I know that uh, for some people, it really matters. Uh, and for me, it really matters. If I pick up someone else's packet and try mm. to throw it, I'm going to miss. Mm. Uh, I have a hard enough time hitting something more than 20 feet away from me with my yeah. own packets. So I don't need to <laughs> have the added hindrance of someone else's you know, packets. Um, mm-hmm. So... Uh, for for those people who really care about that accuracy and consistency and don't want to spend the time doing it, it's nice to be able to invest the money for it. Totally. It's life and death we're talking about here, people. Pretend life and death, but still life and death. <laughs> okay, anyway. Stick <laughs> <laughs> a move. Yeah. So, um... What do you think of the word specket? So I came across that word, um, I don't know, five or six years ago. Yeah, when I was building the Etsy site. And I'm, I've never used it. Uh, the LARP that I play doesn't use it. I'm not going to frown upon someone who uses it. I'm not going to shame someone who uses it because that's, I mean, it's just about the game and the culture that you are brought up in, so to speak, Yeah. in the LARPing world. And if people in your game call it spacket, uh, then that's what they call it. And I'm, I'm okay with that. It doesn't offend me. Um, <laughs> it's just not a term that I use. Gotcha. Yeah, it's the same thing. I don't think I heard that ever till about a year ago. Uh, and I want to say it was like our Facebook group, maybe, for our LARP. But somebody was commenting on it, and like it became a running joke of <laughs> someone who didn't like that word or thought it was silly. And then people intentionally using it to bug them, and you know how the internet kids are. Oh, yeah. Well, and that, that, <laughs> that, that's how it should work, honestly. Yeah. You should definitely find that, that pain point for somebody and, and poke them until they uh, just want to rage at you. But um, only, of course, if, if you love them. Um, that, that's how we show love. Yes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> cool. Oh, yeah, it's just a fun question. But... Well, cool. What, um, I mean, what's kind of the future looking like for Bradley Packets? Uh, well, the near-term future is I've got these hoarders to get out. Um, <laughs> Very near. Future. Yeah. Uh, I I don't really 
have a plan. Um, you know, I mean, I've, I hate to say that knowing very little about business, mind you, but knowing that that's a bad business practice. Um, but, you know, realistically, as great as it is that LARP is um, continuing to expand, I don't see there being a real um, a future market with with packets to the point where I could uh, duck dynasty my way into millions. Right? That's not how this is going to work. That's <laughs> just right there. yeah. It's it's <laughs> not. Um, uh, it, it's. Um, I'm never going to be able to quit my day job to make packets and I'm okay with that. Uh, at this point, I actually love my day job. So, um, uh, you know, this is, this really just the, uh, I'm going to do this until, uh, my earth, you know, I have arthritis that tells me no, or, uh, until it gets to the point where, um, I can no longer find the time to do it in between family and work and, uh, you know, other responsibilities. Um, but, uh, I'm hoping that doesn't happen for a little while at least. Sure. Well, that sounds like a good plan. Again, I'm no business expert by any means, but, <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's a good mindset to have, uh, you know, do it as long, as long as you like. And it sounds like, you know, you're happy with where it's at. If it's better, great. If it slows down or you have to stop, then that kind of stinks. But it's not, yeah, it's not yeah. like you're going to lose the house or whatever. Yeah. Right. And, you know, it, and again, the way I look at it is people are paying me to sit here and do something that is like a fidget for me while I'm watching TV. So uh, I'm it doesn't hurt me at all to do it. Um, right. It just means I have less time to play with Legos. <laughs> ah, quit it no yeah. no reason to do it <laughs> we all gotta stop <laughs> we all gotta make sacrifices <laughs> ah, you don't have any music fabric do you uh occasionally i find some music notes uh like you know printed music note fabric um and those are those can be fun but uh you know, the, the problem is a lot of the time that I have found it, it's also like on a, a licensed, you know, bands, uh, fabric or something like that, or mm -hmm. it's, it's music notes on like a, a Disney fabric that's got like, you know, frozen or something on it. Um, and again, I'm not going to make packets with something that I would not be okay using in my own LARP, uh, for somebody else. So okay. the the fabric that ends up having music notes on it is few and far between. Uh, yeah, I lucked out. I found a plain white fabric that has black music notes all over it. Uh, and my character's a bard, so I like to use those for my spells. And I had one time, I threw my packet at somebody, like a, some mook, and took them out. And the guy was using packets, you know, and coming back as an NPC. Mm. And he, he picked it up and said, I'm going to keep this, okay? And I want to be like, no, what? That's mine. Give it back right now. <laughs> but it was like in the middle of a fight, and I was like, eh, whatever. I didn't want yeah, to be a dick about it. <laughs> it's not worth, you know. Um, and certainly, it, uh, you know, it, at my game, there's a uh, Bradley packets are not uh, rare 
commodity um, because, you know, I donate them and people buy them and I use them. So they're out there. So it's they're not as in demand, but you will see people intentionally change their their path like vector off specifically <laughs> to go and bend down and pick up a couple of packets they're like oh someone someone threw bradley packets over here i'm gonna go get those um you know, I, i'll be off over here uh you guys you, you guys don't die um <laughs> while i'm while i'm farming <laughs> these packets um and i do it and i make them so um, <laughs> You know, the, yeah. the only the only problem is you have to watch out for uh, ants and stuff like that because uh, those are no fun. And of course, you know, being mindful of whether or not they're wet. So, yeah, yeah that is one of the like if I stretch my mind uh, downsides. I would see like if I paid for a premium spell packet, <laughs> then I might be a little more. Uh, Neurotic. I don't know about <laughs> wanting to keep my packet and possessive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which, um, which now I'm like, whatever. That was an old bedsheet I had. <laughs> well, and the way I try to frame it for people is, um, you know, uh, think about it like ammunition, right? If you're and I, I barely shoot guns, um, but um, if you're going to to shoot to a shooting range, you're going to spend you know, 20 bucks on bullets just so you can fire a gun 50 times or something like that. And um, the, you get one shot, right? And so what you're really paying for is the privilege to definitely have at least one shot with this packet and <laughs> preferably have multiple shots, um, but no guarantees. Um, and That's a good frame of mind. Yeah, I mean, uh, certainly it would suck to throw a bunch of packets at somebody and then have them just bend over and scoop them up and go away. You're like, ah, now I, nah, I died, but I won in the end. Um, you know, Tractor that, goblin. Jeez. that blows, but otherwise, um, you know, you're, you're getting to loot the, the thing that you killed and, uh, and then you can pick up your packet while you're there. Right. Yeah, definitely. If that's your mentality, then you're probably better off making your own that you don't mind losing. It's going to save you aggravation in the end. Yeah. And we we have a, a, a unwritten but well-established ground rule in our LARP that is, uh, don't be a dick. Um, and so generally, you know, if somebody knows that you you threw packets and you paid for those packets they're not going to be a total dick and mm -hmm. and try to steal them from you but um you know the same was also true for if someone's picking up my packets um after i throw threw them at them um i'm not going to be a dick and worry about the fact that they got two of my packets it's just like all right well they got two of my packets Right. They're probably going to be coming back at me in 20 seconds. <laughs> so I can just wait until then. Well, that should have been my mentality. Keep an eye on that guy. See where he's throwing spells. <laughs> Jump in the line of fire. <laughs> Got it. <laughs> Save somebody else. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that's what was uh, nice. Like Evan had the music print. People recognized it because I don't think anyone else used it. And 
like you're saying, most people are using a solid color or some whatever fabric. Uh, so people would notice. They'd be like, oh, I found some of Evan's packets. And they'd like give them to me. And I'd be like, I don't want them. <laughs> or, or I would keep them. They <laughs> were used. Um, I think I saw somebody post something about like, glow-in-the-dark rubber bands. I have never come across those. So it'd be fun to see. I have had somebody ask me about glow in the dark fabric. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've tried to work with them. Uh, I found a couple of random glow in the dark fabrics that I've used um, just for like an Etsy sale and black light active fabric uh, has been another one. But um, I try not to vary the ingredients too much simply because uh, there's a magic in there and I don't want to ruin it. When sure. somebody comes to me and it's like, Hey, can you use yarn instead of a rubber band? And instead of fabric, can you use a sheet of paper and cornstarch? <laughs> and, um, and it's like, no, I'm not going back to the early nineties before I was even LARPing and making those packets. No, we're not doing tissue paper, cornstarch yarn. No pass. <laughs> Sorry, I've heard of that. Yeah, yeah that that is uh, <laughs> that's your history lesson for the day. That's what Nero started out with, yeah. as I understand it, that was uh, yeah, like tissue paper uh, and cornstarch, and then like yarn, um, and then they evolved. When I started LARPing, they had you know moved on to the solar at least had moved on to fabric and bird seed and rubber bands, but there were a couple people who were making them with uh, electrical tape rather than rubber bands. Um, and yeah, no, that, that was the right reaction there. Kevin. Uh, <laughs> it, it was, it, it was not safe. It was not pretty. Um, uh, I would not recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. Rubber bands I actually use are glow in the dark. And they do not glow in the dark. <laughs> I kept well, them under and- a light for two days before the event. <laughs> and if you held it to your face, cupped in your hand at midnight, they glowed slightly <laughs> in space. <laughs> nice. I think I've heard of games that'll they play with ways so that like a flower or something gets on you, so like you know you got hit. Maybe right. that's where the cornstarch thing was from. Yeah, I've heard of that before. But. Yeah, like I said, I try not to to add too much weirdness in there because, in, in all seriousness, um, I've tried doing some weird things with packets, and you can't make uh, – I can't at least make something as good of a product consistently when I change out kind of those basic ingredients too far. And that's always my biggest concern is I'm not going to – I'm not going to sell somebody packets knowing that they're going to get there and they're going to fall apart mid shipment and, um, you know, or they're going to break apart as soon as somebody throws them. That's, that's not my goal. Yeah. If somebody does order it, what's kind of the general turnaround time? And, um, I saw it's like a flat rate shipping. Like how long does that usually take? Uh, depending on where you are in the U.S., it's a uh, day to three days. Um, you know, I live in Atlanta, so if you're in Georgia, you'll probably get them the next day unless something weird happens. Like I said, I try to, you know, start on them as quickly as I can. Um, I used to be able to do a good job of getting them out the next day or two days later, uh, but 
with increased volume, sometimes it ends up being um, closer to a week. But I'm always, you know, when it's something like that, I'm always immediately emailing somebody. Um, in fact, someone, you know, I, I was at a LARPing event this past weekend. Somebody ordered packets like 11 p.m. on Saturday night. And one of the first things I did when I got home was email that person and go, hey, I just got back from an event, but, um, you know, I want to make sure that I get you your packets if you need them this weekend. So if so, let me know and I'll put a rush on it. If not, then, you know, I'll take a little bit more time with it. And the guy mm -hmm. got back to me and said, no, I don't need them until, you know, two weekends from now. So we're good. You know, I'm getting them, but I didn't have to stop doing laundry to get them. <laughs> yeah. Which uh, yep. I think everyone in my family appreciates. <laughs> nice. Yeah, I'm behind on laundry, but I wasn't making packets, so I don't know what my excuse is. Playing with Legos? Yeah. It's a good excuse. Playing with Legos is always a good excuse. I wish. No, my kids are too little, so I can't have any Legos. A few I mean, Duplos, but... <laughs> you can. You just have to keep them away. They find them. They, they break my Amiibos. They get into my, get into my dice. <laughs> they find them. Cool. Anything else, uh, Bradley, you'd like to share? Or uh, we'll, we'll get all your links and everything, but anything else uh, before we wrap up? You know, I, I guess the one thing that I'll say is um, I am happy to you know work with people and answer questions because um, I get a lot of odd questions in terms of can I order it with filler of this or that or how how does this work in terms of my LARP and all that and I'll respond to emails uh, and I'll do my best to work with you so I think the key is just um, if you've got questions and you stumble on my website or my Facebook page feel free to ask cool are those the best ways to get a hold of you they do have a question or you have a preference yeah either one of those my website has my email address the Facebook page will give you a messenger uh, which will get to me um, I still, I guess, have a Pinterest account for packets, but I haven't touched it in four years, maybe, because um, it's just not my preferred method of, of social media. Yeah, certainly email uh, I'm pretty responsive to and, and Facebook as well. Perfect. Cool. We appreciate your time. So give everybody website and how to find you on Facebook. Sure, it's uh, Bradley Packets, and that's B-R-A-D-L-E-Y, because uh, I know some people are dumb and spell Bradley without the E. Uh, they are failures, and they should be ashamed of themselves. Uh, but uh, BradleyPackets.com, and if you search for Bradley Packets on um, Etsy, you'll find me, uh, and on Facebook, you'll find me. In fact, you search for Spell Packets on Google, and uh, you're going to find a whole bunch of pictures of my packets because that, that's, that's, like I said, I, I spent entirely too much time working on the SEO for that website. I at least have that going for me. Right, right after the tutorial is the, oh, yeah, buy some. Yeah. So <laughs> whichever works for you. Uh, yeah, I wish we had done this a week ago so I could order packets. <laughs> yeah, I was thinking the same thing. <laughs> the pain form is definitely worth the convenience. I mean, that's the biggest selling point to me. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, the pain, uh, the pain, if you make enough packets, you'll work through the pain. I, You know how people get calluses on their fingers when they play guitar? Uh -huh. I've got the calluses on my fingers from making packets, and it's not pretty. <laughs> how come they're half off for your game? Because <laughs> there's no shipping or what? Yeah, you know, part of that is that there's no shipping. Um, and part of Family it discounts. Is, uh, well, understanding that there is a, a supply and demand issue there. Um, you know, if I'm making uh, packets and donating them, if I'm making packets and throwing them myself, then there's going to be more in the, in the pipeline for everybody to chase after. It's harder to sell them at the same rate uh, mm -hmm. that I sell them to everybody else at. So it's uh, less of a markup i would say and more of a i just want to make sure that the people at my game are they don't have to pay a, a huge entry fee to play mm, i see you're literally throwing money away at your game <laughs> yeah. wow no i'm just kidding <laughs> sounded funnier in my head <laughs> very cool all right well it's been a lot of fun talking to you brad sometimes our my favorite guests are the ones that have been playing a long time and talk about LARP for a while you know appreciate your time and and joining us and uh, I think you do have a really cool product and would recommend anyone looking for packets check it out and if you really want some packets we're gonna do a little giveaway uh, so we will post this episode it'll be on our Facebook page will be how you enter we'll try to make it as obvious as possible as to which posts we want you to like share and comment on and all the instructions will be there but go to our facebook page uh the next level nerd facebook page and look for the 321 leon post about this episode and we will be giving away 100 bradley packets to the winner so you'll do those steps that i said and we will end the contest a week from the air date so that'll be april 19th 2019 to get an entry in for 100 brand spanking new color of your choice Bradley packets if any of that doesn't make sense just uh, <laughs> go to our website and contact us or send us a message on the Facebook page we'll get it all sorted out so thank you Brad for helping us with that and uh, yeah get some packets everybody alright well you've been listening to 321 the Lay On Podcast Next Level Nerds official and only LARP podcast Please visit nextlevelnerd.com and connect with us there. And you can check out our other podcast, the Next Level Nerd Movie Podcast, where Justin and other hosts discuss movies they enjoy but weren't considered a hit. Sugar Frosted Cereal, our podcast on TV, rounding up Daredevil, I believe, just about to finish. And the Nerd Herd Gaming Podcast, where various hosts discuss topics in the gaming world, and our newest podcast, Beyond the Multiverse, our comic book podcast for those looking to get into comics. You can find all of our shows. Just search Next Level Nerd anywhere on the internet, and we should pop up. Uh, if you would like to support us, just give us a like anywhere you see our name, and giving us a review on iTunes would be super appreciated. So until next time, LARP enthusiasts, we thank you very much for listening, and remember, spread the word. Spread the nerd. Where Justin and others discuss movies they enjoy, but they aren't considered... What is this sentence you wrote? Yeah, I wrote it. <laughs> <laughs>
This is why I stuck around right here. This is the good stuff. Zach, we're at the price of admission. Hosts discuss movies they enjoy that aren't considered good. What's wrong with that? It's good. Good. I think what you had before was better. But all right, stop changing it while I'm reading it. <laughs> is that better? Kind of closer to what I had, I think. Whatever. Trying to make it short.